Well, here we are again, less than a month away from the 2017 Sunshine Coast Festival of the Written Arts. I'm Sean Eckford, one of the festival board members and the producer of the daily podcasts we run during the festival. Earlier this week, I sat down with our producer, Jane Davidson, to get a bit of a preview. I'm here with uh, festival producer Jane Davidson in a slightly different venue. I brought her into my studio instead of dragging my equipment to the, the festival offices we've done in previous years. I'm sure you'll notice a difference in sound quality. It'll be pretty obvious. <laughs> the other reason, uh, Jane, of course, is uh, we're, we're so close uh, to opening day. The festival office can be a little chaotic this time of year. Are you managing to manage the chaos? Uh, managing to manage the chaos. It's controlled chaos. It's produced chaos. <laughs> Well, that's good. I want to talk first before we go in, into some depth on, on the program and things like that. It, it is kind of a big deal year. This is it, our, our 35th. 35 years. It's, it's remarkable. It's a, it's a tremendous achievement for any arts organization, but I think for a literary festival tucked away on the Sunshine Coast to have this kind of longevity and uh, ongoing support from readers and keen interest uh, from writers and publishers, I, I, think it's, uh, I think we can blow our horn a little bit this year. Anything special keyed to this as part of uh, what people will actually experience at the festival this year? Um, I think it's just a celebratory year, uh, the, achieving this milestone. I think the, the one thing that it's giving us an opportunity to do is launch a major campaign uh, to raise some significant dollars over the next few years to take our endowment holdings to one million. That's our goal. Uh, it's, uh, it's an ambitious goal, but um, there are people in the community who seem to think it's achievable, so this is the launch pad. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll mean a lot of glad handing and a little bit of salesmanship on the, on the uh, part of us on the board. That's during right. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's actually talk about um, the lineup this year, because a couple of things um, stand out to me, and it could just be my imagination, mm -hmm. or maybe it was deliberate. But gosh, there are a lot of both authors and publishers with Sunshine Coast ties this year. There are. There, there, there are. I, I, I do make an effort every year to include uh, Sunshine Coast writers, and I really think it's important, when possible, to represent our local publishers. So the one that we're missing is uh, we don't have a writer from Douglas and McIntyre this year, but we have in the past, and I know we will uh, again. But I do think it's important to um, have representatives from our local literary community. Now, am I imagining things, or is it just the the books I've chosen to read this year? Is it is it a stronger Sunshine Coast presence than festivals past? It does seem like there are a lot. Well, we've got Robert Moore and Amber McMillan. Um, who, and of course, uh, Joe Denham on the poetry Joe side, Denham. I guess. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Joe Denham, we, we've lost Joe Denham to uh, Victoria. Oh, I had not yeah, heard this. Just very recently, Joe has made a move to Victoria. But we do consider him a local for sure. <laughs> you can't escape it once you you've been escape. here once. You yeah. can't. You can't. It's, it's like no matter what. Amber McMillan does for the rest of her career. She'll now be known as Sunshine That's Coast right, writer right. Amber McMillan. And you know, I think at one point Mark Laren Young was a Sunshine Coaster. Yep. And if nothing else, um, and that was the other sort of big picture thing I've noticed, when you look at uh, the book that uh, Pat Carney will be here to talk mm -hmm. about, 
uh, Amber McMillan's book about life on protection Coast, coastal island. Life, yep. yeah. Mark Mark Lairon Young's book, Robert Moore's book. Mm-hmm. They all have local themes, or at the very least, coastal BC themes. Absolutely. I would like to say that was by design. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that I did that, and that was all intentional. But I find the odd thing about, I call programming um, an organic process, and uh, sometimes these the themes reveal themselves after I've chosen the authors. It's the it's a funny thing. Some years we've been very heavy on memoir. Um, and look at, I'm just Sherry Ulrich, mm. Bowen Islander, another almost Sunshine Coaster. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, they have to line up for their ferry, so yeah, I guess yeah, we count them. Yeah. Um, and also, I guess it's just the rhythms of the Canadian publishing business. There just happens to be a lot of books out there this season that have these themes. Absolutely, to them. yeah. Obviously, the other theme we're we're under right now is it's been 150 years since that eastern bit of Canada decided That's to confederate right. itself. Yeah. But that is reflected in our Bruce Hutchinson Memorial Lecture this year with with Charlotte Gray. That is, yeah. And Charlotte has written a wonderful book called The Promise of Canada: 150 Years, People, and Ideas That Have Shaped Our Country. And she's Charlotte is a, a historian, and she has selected. Um, a number of people and events that have happened over the 150-year time span of Confederate since Confe- Confederation, and has written a chapter about each of those uh, people. And she acknowledges at the beginning of her book that these significant people and events may not be somebody else's significant people and events, but from her lens, this is through her lens. These are the the people that she has has uh, selected. I, I think two people uh, who've already bought tickets and that event is as it often does yes. by now sold out. So, but you'll have yeah. a chance to hang out in the garden and That's listen. Right. I, I think, and I don't want to give any spoilers away, but people are going to be really fascinated by who she chose because it's not the ones that um, are the ones that if you had to say pick 10 off the top of your head you'd pick no and i think that is an indicator of her knowledge about the history of canada she's a very interesting person a really really fabulous speaker and presenter and um, i'm really looking forward to that i also want to talk uh, a little about another sold out event uh, joy kagawa mm-hmm. um because that that's uh, uh, our local publisher uh, Kate, caitlin, caitlin press. press has has that book and it's it's a really interestingly structured uh, memoir tell tell people a little bit about what what uh, what appeals to you about joy's latest work um what appeals to me about Joy's latest book is that she is talking about reconciliation. There's a difficult history uh, with her her family um, and with her father, and she approaches it in um, a really sensitive and honest way. I think Joy Kogawa is one of our important literary figures in Canada, and I think this is this is a difficult story that's been beautifully told. Um, I'm really honoured to have her at the festival. I saw Joy at the Vancouver Writers Festival last October with Catherine Gretzinger and the stage connection between the two of them on stage was was really lovely. Catherine is such a gifted and well-prepared interviewer and I wanted to, you know, I don't I don't expect the conversation will be duplicated <laughs> but but uh, but I wanted to have that uh, that pairing on our stage as well. 
And it was definitely that 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 notion of reconciliation. I sort of wanted to draw out of you in in this answer because you know I, I I'm a skilled and prepared interviewer too. Yeah. Har, har. <laughs> um, but but it is interesting in in how she approaches it. And again, it's it's like the Charlotte Gray book in a way. Yeah. It's not how you expect no. to get into that subject. That's but right. Suddenly there it is. There it is. Yeah. Now this is the um, uh, event that I think is um, going to be uh, really. Um, I think it's going to have everyone going, hey, I know those people. I know that place. And this is this is Pat Carney and Amber McMillan, again, with, with Catherine Gretzinger. And they've both written books about what it's like to live in coastal British in, Columbia. In small, in small communities. Pat Carney lives on Saturno Island. And her book is a collection of fictional short stories, but... Yeah, Surely, we all know those on. people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if I lived on Saturna Island, I could identify who some of these people are. They're they're delightful, and it's done incredibly well. It's been sitting on the BC bestsellers list for weeks now. Um, so people are responding to this. Amber's book is memoir. It is nonfiction, and it is about her experiences on uh, living for one year on Protection Island, which is just in the, the uh, Nanaimo Harbor. And uh, quite honestly, it has caused some um, uh, unhappiness on Protection Island. There have been a number of people who have um, protested her book and <laughs> the stories that she has shared in this book. Yes, we're, we're, I guess the argument is we're not that way. Well, I, I sort of joke, I live in Roberts Creek and, and I've said, hmm, I can sort of see the same thing happening if somebody in Roberts Creek or Half Moon Bay or Madeira Park wrote a book about uh, their experiences in, 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 that, in those communities. Or even certain neighborhoods uh, in Vancouver Absolutely. or places like that. Any sort of community where an outsider comes in and then gives their perspective. This is, this yeah. is what's so fascinating uh, it uh, is. about it. It really is. Yeah. Also, I guess uh, a, a local publisher plug too. It's Nightwood, I believe. Nightwood is, Editions. Uh, publishing Amber's that, book. That's right. And can I just say that uh, when it comes to, to Pat Carney, if you haven't read her books and all you know is the honorific senator that comes before right. that or know her work as yeah. a politician, one of the funniest people ever when I was working on Parliament Hill. Yeah. She's just amazing sense of humor for yeah. an unexpected source if you, <laughs> if you don't believe the Senate is funny anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, she's got, she must have so many stories that we haven't even heard yet. I think she's saving that one I for the for very the, last. The net, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the poetry as well, because this is uh, our fifth year for the Meters Running feature. Fifth, yeah, fifth year for Meters Running. We've had a couple of uh, spoken word events uh, as well, so I'm trying to I'm trying to keep poetry as part of our programming. And uh, this year we're really lucky. We have all three of these uh, poets: Stephen Hyten, Joe Denham, and Rachel Rose. Were all on the shortlist for the Governor General's Poetry Prize. The 2016 prize that was awarded last October, and Stephen Hyten uh, won that prize. So these are uh, three really accomplished poets, and uh, I'm very proud that uh, we're, we're able to present them. I always end up sandbagging you a little bit with with this question, but I, I think I look down this list, and there are some names that are definitely new to me. They'll mm-hmm. they'll be new to festival attendees. Is there anyone you think is really going to 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 pop out as a surprise to people who aren't familiar with their work? Well, I'm going to say one person who will is Ian Reed. Now he's written two books of nonfiction. One about moving back in with his parents um, when they thought they were empty nesters, and then, <laughs> and then this young man comes home to live with them again. And also another book about uh, 
travels with his grandmother. Now this, the latest book, is kind of dark and a little bit creepy, but then Ian Reid gets up on stage and he is the most self-deprecating fellow and his delivery is deadpan and he is he could be a stand-up comic you you just wouldn't expect it he is he is hilarious uh so i'm i'm really looking forward to how he presents himself uh, at the festival um he is a fine writer and a, and a wonderful a wonderful guy but uh, very very funny another one we always like to highlight when we have these conversations every year and i have to say jane i i think this might be close to our 10th it might be because this is festival number eleven for me. Yeah, so and that we've been doing it all this time <laughs> in w- yeah. if, in one venue or another. But we always yeah. talk a little bit about uh, uh, new voices, where right. you're once again putting poor old Catherine Gretzinger into I'm some working, hard work. I'm you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> bringing her here she's going to work she's going to work but um, but a definitely a, a couple of outstanding young uh, these, women writers here. oh these books i've i've just finishing uh, eva crocker's collection of short stories so there are two writers of short stories one is based on the east coast one is based on the west coast they are both daughters of writers clea's book is is van is vancouver it, you know you 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 know you're on the west coast eva's book you know you're in in uh, in newfoundland it's uh they really do draw place into their into their stories but uh they're fine fine writers and both collections have had just terrific reviews they they are names to watch and speaking of new voices, if I might just say, sure, Gurgin- throw it at me. <laughs> Gurjinder Basran is coming uh, this year. She was one of our new voices in, I think, 2010, 2011. Her book, shortly after uh, she was at the festival, was picked up by um, Penguin Random House Canada. Uh, and this new book is from Penguin Random House as well. So uh, it's nice. We, we started off with uh, Gurjinder as one of our new voices, and here she is holding her own. I think I have a 40th anniversary idea for you. We we need a new voices reunion. There you go. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Uh, The other... thing and and often uh, when we get around to talking about it it's it's already sold out but I don't think it is yet and this is closing night closing have we night. sold out no not yet but I expect by the time Sunday August the 20th rolls around we will be oh absolutely. so we've got maybe 50 tickets in a 450 seat house so that is just going to be a tremendous concert Sherry well, Ulrich and her daughter Julia Graff and Kirby Barber well Sherry no matter which configuration she's playing with will fill a house on the Sunshine Coast on, on a moment's notice. Yeah. So uh, what uh, uh, what prompted you to go with her this year? Was it just, just fortunate availability? or I am going to be honest and say that Sherry wrote to me last year and she said, hey, I'd love to come back. And I said, Hey, the only reason I haven't asked you is because I assume that you're, you know, touring yeah. throughout North America in the summertime and our chances were slim to none of getting somebody like you. And she said, uh, I'd be keen. And I said, write it in ink, put it in your, put it in your day timer. Um, so I'm, I'm just delighted that she's coming and she's coming to hang out for the whole weekend. She wants to, uh, she wants to take in a lot of events and see some of these wonderful writers we brought. And I suppose we have to be prepared to sing along for this one. <laughs> you, might, you might just have to. You might just have to. All right. Anything else you want to highlight before I let you go get back to work? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I think um, the one thing I will, I will say is that um, it, it's just a 
big old Sunshine Coast myth that the festival always <laughs> sells out. It does not. Yet another of our recurring themes over the past decade of yeah, these chats. It just it just does not sell out. But still, I bump into people in the in the grocery store who say, you know, you must be sold out by now. We're not. We have tickets to most events, and I guarantee it's the writer that you take a gamble on it's the writer that you haven't heard of before that will be the greatest surprise for you and you can just roll up on the day and see if there's a, a ticket available and there, will stop. Be. Yeah. there will be <laughs> except maybe for the closing night with sherry Allard, yeah. which will sell yeah. out soon yeah jane thanks again thank, thank you, you so much This year's festival runs August 17th through 20th. If you want to get tickets or check out author bios and event schedules, you'll find everything you need at our website, writersfestival.ca. Tickets can also be ordered online through our partners at Share There, share-there.com. We'll be back with daily podcasts during the festival. Hopefully, we'll see you there.